in you. So we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit today as we continue to delve into doctrine uh, this summer. Uh, how many of you saw fireworks on the 4th, like live? And you know, uh, Yeah, quite a few. Did it rain here? We were out of town. That, no, it was a good night. That's great. Kim and I go up to, uh, or have for the last few years, gone up to uh, her folks' house. Her mom's birthday is on the 5th, and so it's a good time for us to go celebrate with them and, and kind of hang out with them a little bit. And Kim's from a little bitty town in North Carolina called Dallas, North Carolina, um, that actually has the best fireworks on the planet. I'm not kidding, but it's a different sort of deal. Um, we, we were with uh, Kim's best friend that she grew up with, Rhonda, and you guys have prayed for her here. She's the one that had the heart transplant uh, some years ago. And one of the benefits of, of having a heart transplant is you get a handicap sticker for the car. And so... Uh, so uh, she, she gave me her handicap sticker, and we were able to park, like, in the front row and get out, like, right where the fireworks are setting the things off. And, and, again, it's a little bit of a different show there. It starts at 9 o'clock. There is absolutely no finesse to it whatsoever. There's no choreography. There's no music. There's no nothing. It's just, like, three, two. There's big American flag. Three, two, one, and the explosions begin. I mean, and it's just 45 minutes to an hour of just nonstop finale. I mean, you know, almost every fireworks deal that I've ever been to in my life before I went to this one a couple of years ago, I left wanting more. You know, say, so, oh man, don't end. This one, you're ready to go. I mean, and so you never, and you never know when the finale is, because the whole thing's a finale. It starts, and it's just a bunch of rednecks, and there's 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 these there's these flatbed trailers, and we're like right on top of them where the handicap. I don't know why they're the folks that can't get out of there in a hurry, you know. And we're like right on top of them, and it's just like <laughs> fire department all around. I mean, it's the best. I mean, it, it's fantastic. I mean, it, it's so look forward to that. It's just good stuff, and. Then you go home and turn the TV on. They're doing the, you know, Freedom of the Fourth from Washington. It's all choreographed. With this. It's the opposite of that. But, uh, I hope you guys had a great Fourth. I know that we did, celebrating the, the freedom, obviously, that we enjoy as a nation. And um, today we're going to talk about freedom, uh, but we're going to talk about it in a little bit uh, different context. Um, as we continue our Believe series, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit and what we believe as followers of Christ about the Holy Spirit. And so the Apostle Paul, speaking to the Corinthians, said this. He said, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? There is freedom. Okay, now he's talking about a different kind of freedom here. He's not talking about the kind of freedom that we celebrated on Thursday. He's talking about a freedom uh, that, it, that is not dependent upon a political or economic system. He's talking about a freedom that flows from being fully forgiven as a human being. A freedom that empowers us to live the life that God calls us, us to live regardless of the political or economic system that we find ourselves in, regardless of the circumstances that are in our lives, it is a freedom that is facilitated, the Scripture tells us, by 
the Holy Spirit. And so Jesus, just prior to his departure, if you'll remember, just prior to his ascension to the right hand of the Father, said this to his disciples. He said, but you will receive power. Dunamis is that word in the Greek. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of of the earth. That's a big part of Jesus' call that, that sends our team to Guatemala. We're not just to be witnesses to who Jesus is and what he brings to humanity here, but to the ends of the, the earth. And so Jesus uses this, this word dunamis in the Greek. Obviously, it's where we get our word what? What word comes from dunamis you can think of that we might have? Dynamite! Yeah, boom. I mean, you know, we were, we were all over that Thursday in North Carolina. Um, and so he says to his disciples in the first century, Jesus does, and he says to you and I today, if you believe in me, if you believe who I am, why God sent me, that I'm his son, that I was crucified for your sin, that I was raised from the dead to live again. He said, if you believe in me, you will have something explosive inside of you. How many of you feel like you got something explosive inside of you? Ira? Pacemaker? No, I just just no, I'm just kidding, brother. <laughs> he is a pacemaker. That's exactly right. Have you ever experienced, let me ask you something as a follower of Jesus Christ. I mean, we're told the scripture is clear that if you know Christ, the Spirit of God lives in you. And this dunamis, this dynamite power of God resides within you. Have you ever experienced that power in your own life? We're not talking about visible explosions and that kind of thing. We're talking about the kind of power that breaks the chains in your life. The kind of power that moves you from darkness to light. The kind of power that raised Jesus from the dead. The kind of power that forgives our sins and breathes life back into us. It releases us from destructive patterns of behavior. The kind of power that, that, that shatters hearts of stone and turns them to flesh. The Holy Spirit regenerates us. He is our regenerator. He is the pace setter. He moves us from death to life and empowers us to live godly lives. And so God sent the Holy Spirit, as Gary mentioned, the third person of the Trinity. God the Father, God the, the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, three in one. And God sends the Holy Spirit to come alongside of us, the Scripture tells us, and to live inside of us. The Holy Spirit is God's permanent presence in your life as a believer. Think about that. The Holy Spirit lives inside of you. It's God's permanent presence inside you as a believer. In other words, you are never alone. You're never alone. I don't know about you, but that's comforting to me. I mean, there are things in my life and, and, and there are times in my life when, when I feel alone. I feel alone in something. 
or I feel alone because of something. And God says, you, you are never alone. The Holy Spirit of God resides within you. Jesus put it this way. He said, and I will ask the Father, and He will give you another counselor to be with you, how long? Forever. The Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept Him because it neither sees Him nor knows Him, but you know Him, for He lives with you and will be in you. So God's presence in the form of the Holy Spirit is a constant companion in the life of the believer. Jesus said, I'm going to go away. Again, he's talking to, to his disciples and he's kind of, you know, telegraphing what's going to be happening in the future. Jesus said, now I'm going to go away. Before too long, I'm going to be leaving you. And he says, but, but I will not leave you as orphans. He said, I'm not going to abandon you. And upon his departure, he sent the Holy Spirit to indwell those who follow him. And as the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit has a very specific function or, or functions in the life of the believer. And I want to talk about a few of those this morning. First and foremost, the Holy Spirit is our counselor. He is our counselor. Jesus said, but the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things, and he will remind you of everything that I have said to you. You know, David said in Psalm 119.11, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. You know, it's our job as followers of Christ to give the Holy Spirit something to work with. If He's going to remind us of what Jesus has taught us, we need to know what Jesus has taught us. Jesus goes on to say, when He, the Spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit will never lie to you, and He'll never lead you toward that which is false. He says, when He, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will guide you into all truth. And it's the truth that sets us what? Free. As our counselor, the Holy Spirit guides us, not just with the truth, but into the truth. Let me ask you something this morning. How many of you have something going on in your life right now where you need some counsel? You need some wisdom? Man, I do. I mean, it's a daily thing for me wisdom to point you in the right direction wisdom to speak truth into whatever it is that you're going to we all need that and as our counselor the holy spirit guides us into truth he steers us away from counterfeit he steers us away from lies he steers us away from those things that promise life but can't deliver where do you need an injection of that kind of truth and that kind of counsel in your life this morning? Where are you that you can't figure it out? That it's beyond you? That you don't have the answer for whatever this situation is? And that's what the Holy Spirit is for. That's what He does. 
when we ask Him, when we, when we yield our lives to Him, when we allow ourselves to be led by the Holy Spirit, when we allow ourselves and choose to be responsive to the Holy Spirit, not to stiff-arm Him, not to ignore Him, but to allow Him to have His way in our life, He speaks truth into our circumstances. And He leads us in the direction that God would have us to go, but we have to allow Him to do that, we have to be responsive to His ministry and His counsel in our lives and ask Him for wisdom. Ask Him for direction. But, but let me warn you, I mean, I've, even got, I've got something going on in my life right now. I'm like, ah, really? You know, I, I, mm, I, that's hard. I, I know you're telling me to do this. Uh, but I don't really want to. Anybody relate to that? Yeah, yeah. You want to find yourself in a miserable place for a long, 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 long time? Keep that up. And I'm preaching to myself. I know it. I preach it. I teach it. It's hard. Because the Holy Spirit will take you places you don't want to go. Amen? That's what Jesus told Peter. He said, you know, when you're young, man, you go where you want to go. When you get older, and I'm getting older, I'm going to take you places you don't want to go. Man, if everything's just going your way, look out. Because your way, my way, isn't necessarily his way. He is our counselor. And when he gives counsel, we don't just consider it, you know, like human. Well, okay, that sounds pretty good, but, you know, I think I'll choose my way. And when he gives us counsel, it's truth. It's right. It is the very person of God counseling us and moving us in that direction. And we're called to yield to that. But it's a challenging thing many times. And it's self, what we want, that gets in the way. Also, fear gets in the way. Because we're afraid of what it's going to like if we move in that direction. But God promises us it is the absolute best thing for us in our lives if we be responsive to the Holy Spirit. He is our counselor. And then when he takes us in those places we don't want to go, it's important to remember that he's our comforter. Amen. He's our comforter. Romans 8, the Apostle Paul said this uh, to the believers in Rome. He said, in the same way, the Spirit helps in our weakness. And we don't know what we ought to pray for. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. Anybody ever been there? Thank God, literally, for the Holy Spirit. Because I don't know about you, but there are so many times when I just find myself, I don't know what to pray. You know, and I'm like, God, I, 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 I don't have words. I don't know. You know, this is a mess. Look at the mess I've made. God, what, you know, and then the Holy Spirit jumps in and the Scripture said, says, intercedes for us. He says, hey, Father, remember, he's yours. He's your child, not that God ever forgot. 
But He jumps in on our behalf. He is our advocate and pleads our case to the Father. It's a beautiful thing. He's our comforter when we're all prayed out, when we're weary, when we're weak, when we're wondering if God's even there. We're wondering if God hears us. As our comforter, the Holy Spirit comes alongside of us. In the Greek, uh, the, the word is parakletos. Uh, para means to come alongside. He is the one who comes alongside. He is the paraclete, the comforter. He picks us up and he prays us up. There is a comfort that no other human being can convey to you. And there is a peace that no person on this planet can provide for you. How many of you figured that out? Because if we keep looking for other people to give us the peace and the comfort that only God can give us, we'll never find it. We'll never find it. Just banging our heads up against the wall because no person can provide that. No person was meant to provide that. It is the Holy Spirit that resides within us that gives us the peace that God wants us to have in our lives. Jesus put it this way. He's speaking of the Holy Spirit again in John chapter 14. And if you've got your Bibles with you, you can just turn to John chapter 14, 15, 16, just that kind of general area where Jesus is, is giving this primer on the Holy Spirit who is yet to come. And so this is the first introduction really that the disciples have had to what's coming. And speaking of the Holy Spirit, Jesus put it this way. He says, peace I leave with you, John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. This is after he's going to ascend. He says, my peace I give you. He's speaking of the Spirit. I do not give you as the world gives. In other words, there's not another human being that can provide this peace for you. I do not give as the world gives. There's no possession that you could have that's going to provide this peace for you. There's no amount of money that you could possess that's going to provide this peace and this comfort for you. He says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. Peace I leave with you. It's the Holy Spirit that he left with us that provides that peace. He is our comforter. He is our counselor. And then John 16:8 tells us that he is our convictor. He is our convictor. Jesus said when he comes, speaking of the Spirit, he will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment. So the Holy Spirit reveals sin in our lives, the Holy Spirit. I can remember when uh, 20, gosh, 27, 28 years ago when I gave my life to Christ, I can remember for the very first time being convicted by the Holy Spirit. And it was the conviction of the Holy Spirit that revealed the sin in my life that drew me to a place of surrendering my life to Christ. It's something that I can't even articulate. It was literally a weight that was lifted off of me, and it was the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, that drew me to a place of being willing to acknowledge that sin and surrender 
my life to Christ. Conviction. He reveals our need for forgiveness. He reveals our need for Jesus. And once we give our lives to Jesus, the Spirit keeps us on a short leash if we'll let Him. If the Spirit's not keeping you on a short leash, look out. The hound of heaven, he's been called. He will make you miserable until you deal with the sin in your life. He will make you miserable until you acknowledge what he is shining his light on in your life. Let me ask you this morning. What's he shining his light on in your life today? None of us are finished. None of us have this thing figured out. And his job is to take us ultimately into the very likeness of Christ. But if we're not willing to respond, if we're not willing to repent when he reveals to us the sin in our lives... It's going to be a tough, hard journey. The hound of heaven. And as miserable as it may be, it is confirmation when he reveals those things to us that the Spirit of God lives in us. You know, if God's convicting you about something, you know, it may be a, you know, it, you know I don't, ah, oh, man, I, I don't want to go there. I don't want to change that. I don't want to apologize to that person. I don't want to forgive that person. I don't want to change this about my life. But you know what that reveals? It reveals that He is alive and well within you, which is a good thing. If you never experience a conviction that pushes you to repentance, if you never experience a conviction that creates a godly sorrow in your life over your sin, either you have ignored it so long that your heart is hardened or the Spirit of God does not reside within you. Either way, not a good place to be. The Holy Spirit always operates in a consistent pattern in your life. Conviction, He will reveal an area that needs to change, an area of sin in your life. and He will take you from conviction to a place of godly sorrow, of being sorry for that, which leads to repentance, which means a turning away from that thing or that issue of that place of sin in your life, which takes you to a place of forgiveness and then ultimately freedom. That's the consistent pattern of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Conviction, repentance, forgiveness, freedom. And he can't get to freedom without going down that road in that order. Let me ask you something. Again, where is the Holy Spirit convicting you this morning? Where is He asking you to change so that you can experience the freedom that God desires you to have in your life? Respond to that conviction. Respond to it with repentance and allow Him to be your controlling influence. The Scripture is clear that the controlling influence in our lives should be nothing but the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, 9, Paul again to the church in Rome, he says, you, however, as followers of Christ, he said, 
you are controlled not by your sinful nature, not, not by yourself and where yourself wants to take you. He says you are controlled by the Spirit if the Spirit of God lives in you. And so the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, is to be our controlling influence. What's a controlling influence in your life? I, I pondered that this week. It's like, okay, let, let's be honest. Let, what is the controlling influence in your life? Is it a person? Is it your spouse? Is it your children? Are they, do they dictate, you know, what you do and, and, and how you think? Is it your job? Maybe it's your fear. For a lot of people, fear is the controlling influence in their life. Your finances can be the controlling influence in your life. And no matter what it is, God wants the Holy Spirit to be the controlling influence in our lives. The question is, are we willing to be controlled by and responsive to the Holy Spirit? Are we willing to trust Him? You know, I don't know about you, but I'm not going to give anybody control of my life that I don't trust. I mean, that would be that would be crazy. But I think therein lies the rub. Therein lies the challenge of being led by the Holy Spirit. If we're going to be led by the Holy Spirit, we've got to trust Him to lead us well. So the question is, do you trust the Holy Spirit that resides within you to lead you well. Over and above what you think is right, over and above what you think is the right direction, are you willing to trust Him to take you places that you might not want to go? Not an easy thing to do. He's our controlling influence. And finally... The Scripture tells us that He is our certainty of salvation. Our certainty of salvation. Ephesians chapter 1, Having believed, you were marked in Him with a seal. The promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance, all that God has promised us, until the redemption of those who are God's possession or God's children until we're face to face with Christ. So in ancient times, royal letters were, were sealed with wax. You've seen it probably in movies. And they were stamped with the signet ring of the king and sealed so that you could tell if they had been opened or not. And then that stamp, that signet ring, guaranteed the letter's authenticity. In other words, they were marked as property of the king. And the Holy Spirit does that very same thing in our lives. The Holy Spirit is that mark in the life of the believer, the mark that seals our lives. And God has placed him within us as a deposit guaranteeing that we are his for all eternity. His very presence within us guaranteeing us that he's going to take us home. And that he's going to fulfill all the promises that he said he would fulfill in our lives. Isn't that good news? Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? 
freedom. Freedom. Allow him to be your counselor this week. Be open to the movement of the Holy Spirit in your life. Be open to being led by the Holy Spirit. Be responsive to the truth that the Holy Spirit reveals in your life and the direction that He is moving in your life. Allow Him to be your counselor. Allow Him to be your comforter. If you need comfort this morning, allow Him to be your convictor, to shine the light on the sin in your life. Be willing to to respond to that and to change by allowing Him to be your controlling influence. And never forget that He is your certainty of salvation. Let's bow our heads. Father, thank you for Lord, the value that you place upon us. Lord, who are we that you would place within us your very presence for all eternity? Lord, thank you for creating us as each of us uniquely as a masterpiece and indwelling us with your Spirit. Father, may we be a people who are led by the Spirit. May we be a people who rise daily and intentionally look for the direction and the counsel of your Spirit. And people, Lord, who are willing to go places even that we don't understand when your Spirit leads us. Father, I thank you for the privilege of being your child, for the privilege of being sealed for all eternity. Lord, I pray that once again we might be a people who open our lives to and respond well to your leadership within us. And I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.